ironoverload.io presents Iron Overload No Bullshit Podcast with your co-host Steve from the American Underground and Mobster from the UK Iron Den. Get ready for the UG info like you've never heard before. No bullshit, no lies, straight hardcore truth. A bodybuilding podcast like you never heard before. And here we go. 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, Iron Overload.io Hardcore, episode 44. This one, we're going to talk about the health benefits of TRT and HRT. We're going to talk about testosterone and HGH specifically for those. So really, the difference between TRT and HRT really is just technically TRT is testosterone replacement therapy. HRT is hormone replacement therapy. So hormone replacement therapy, I like to use that term better than TRT because really, you can use anything you know, for hormone replacement. It doesn't have to be testosterone. A lot of people don't understand that. You could do some HGH for your HRT. You could do some uh, trend for your HGH, uh, HRT with, with HGH. You could do uh, Primo with, uh, with your HGH. So there's people out there to actually take trend as, uh, as their, um, as their HRT, believe it or not. And that's something that, um, can be done if you're running the trend at a, a very, very tiny dosage, you'll get the job done at replacing androgens in your system that your body is no longer producing. So, but most of the people out there and most doctors worldwide are going to be prescribing specifically testosterone as a number one thing that they'll give for, for TRT and HRT. And then number two is human growth hormone and human growth hormone is getting easier and easier and easier because they make some good money of prescribing you growth hormone because it is very expensive to get real growth hormone. So we're going to talk about this in this podcast. So basically, let me start off by saying in our bodies, we produce testosterone and we produce human growth hormone, males and females. Now for males, our testosterone levels start dropping in our 20s. They change, start changing rapidly once we hit puberty in our teens, and they really fluctuate up, down, up, down, up, down, but mostly up in our late teens, but they're changing, okay? That's why when you were a teenager, your libido was crazy, and it was really, really frustrating, you know, especially if... um. You know, you didn't have a girlfriend, a steady girlfriend that you could bang all the time. So we all went through that. Once you get in your 20s, it doesn't necessarily crater. But for a lot of you, it'll keep rising and then it'll stabilize. And then as you get into your 30s and 40s, it'll start dropping. HGH is very similar, except with HGH, it starts dropping much more rapidly. So once you get into your 40s, your 50s, your HGH levels are really, really much, much lower than they were in your 20s. Testosterone levels should still be pretty good if you've taken care of yourself, you've eaten well, you haven't been exposed to a lot of toxins throughout your life. But we're seeing a trend in America where a lot of you do have your testosterone levels start dropping. If you abuse anabolic steroids in your teens or 20s, there's a good chance in your 30s and 40s, you've got very low testosterone levels, just the way it is. 
because you messed up your HPTA and your body forgot how to produce those hormones. So in layman's terms, what are we supposed to produce? Somewhere between 90 and 125 milligrams a week of testosterone is what our bodies should naturally produce. With HGH, our body should naturally produce no more than 1.5 IUs a day. And that's good quality HGH. If it's really good pharmacy grade, HGH should be closer to even one IU a day. So, um, you know, and that's that's what that's that's around the area where you'll see a, a legitimate doctor prescribe you. Now, a lot of doctors are prescribing people at a higher amount. And we've talked about this on on other podcasts that we've done on Evo and other other um, IOs. So that should be what you do. And some doctors do prescribe more for people. And listen, at the end of the day, we're not this this episode isn't we're not going to debate that. What do we agree or disagree with that? But in some cases, I've seen people get on much higher doses of testosterone and much higher doses of HGH, four IUs of HGH even. But keep in mind with HGH and testosterone, if you take too much of it for your TRT, the side effects are going to be there and it's going to be counterproductive. So mobster, you know, you can jump in and, and touch on that a little bit. And then we'll get into more talking about the health benefits of um, of them. Yeah, I mean, one of the things that Steve touched upon there, and I, I want to add a little bit to it, is this, uh, the, the issue of pollution, the issue of poor nutrition, the issue of other medications. And uh, I've seen uh, reports, which I'm going to assume are true, and that is that quite seriously, what Steve said in terms of the aging and the drop-offs is on point. I believe the number is something like 1% a year. So the longer you guys are alive, the longer our listeners live, Steve, the lower their testosterone levels are going to be as they get older. So 50 is going to be better than 60. 60 is going to be better than 70 and so on. And, of course, we are living longer. Naturally, of course, that's where medication comes in. So one of the arguable issues, Steve, in terms of pollution, quality of life, and nutrition, funny enough, is that your, your dad's dad, two or three generations back, had better levels. Now, this, of course, assumes that the way that they measured them was good and on point. But I believe the numbers actually come from the U.S. government, Steve, in terms of these are the levels of three generations ago. Uh, statistically, say, take a 1,000 people, 10,000 people, whatever, and measure them against what they are today. And they are lower, which means, guys, those black and white movies, the heroes are more manly than we are now because of the pollution, because of contaminants, because of things like fertilizers used on food and so on and so forth. The more drugs and more medication and more pollution out there, the more of an issue. And I think something that Steve and I touched upon for example, if you live out, uh, outside of the cities and even in some of those cities, you want a water filter literally because there are chemicals from the nearby farms that might be uh, uh, close to your where you live. And some of those chemicals are getting into the water table and you're drinking those. So it is, it is an issue. I, I, like Steve said, let's touch on the benefits now. Now, I want to make clear, and I said this to Steve in a pre-show, I'm a big person for making sure that you genuinely actually need to be on TRT or HRT. Now, in the genuine need, when you really, really need it, the difference, and I'm thinking specifically of TRT here, Steve, uh, is enormous, absolutely enormous. The quality of life, the, I mean, it's, it's hard to measure what's the part where they call it a sense of well-being. But you take someone with naturally low testosterone levels who genuinely has a medical need and you sit down and you do a Q&A with them and you say, apart from the obvious benefits, and we're going to get into some of those in a minute, 
how do you feel on CRC? And it's light and day, Steve, absolutely light and day. The enhancement of mood, the sense of energy can be enormous. Other benefits include sexual function. Any of you guys that do steroids know that some steroids just make you absolutely crazy for sex. Lean body mass and muscular strength. Ironically, Steve, I'm reading historical stuff where the doctors were convinced that steroids did not increase muscle tissue, when in reality, of course, as, as PED users know, that's bullshit. It does. And of course, if you are on CRT, even without weight training, even without eating the gym, you're naturally going to have more muscle and a smaller, slightly decreased amount of body fat. So basically, an increase in lean body mass. Muscular strength, specifically, Steve, I've seen examples of this. Again, this is in the early develops of testosterone, where they took a, a, a sample number of guys. Some was on placebo, some was not, and they were getting enhanced strength, especially on a peak strength type stuff. Uh, red blood cell count improves bone mineral density, the a sense of your ability to think, i.e. cognition, and some benefits on cardiovascular risk factors. What do you think about the benefits, Steve, before we talk about potential side effects, getting the correct doses, and also the benefits of growth hormone? Yeah, so really, I, I always tell my clients this when I'm talking to them is, is I kind of go over, you know, some of their situations. And they ask me, Steve, you know, well, I feel a lot better. Will I get more results if I start taking, you know, TRT, if I start taking HGH? And I tell them, it's like, well, it depends where you're at now. Like if you've got good HGH levels now and you got good testosterone levels now, let's say you have your testosterone levels are naturally at 750 or 800 and you start taking TRT, you're going to basically replace what your body's naturally producing with the same amount of testosterone in your body. So your levels will be back at 700 doing the TRT, but it was 700 before. So really you're shutting yourself down and getting exogenous testosterone coming in. So in that regard, it's not going to make any difference for you. But let's say you were having issues before. You're having issues with, you know, a lot of times the glaring thing with low testosterone is libido and, and sex drive and erections and all that stuff. That's the glaring thing. But let's say that was the main factor causing that. Although with a lot of people, it's not going to be the case. It's going to be outside stresses and yes. simply being sick of your spouse and hating your spouse and not want to be with them. But then you go and you cheat on them with some random girl at the bar and you're having amazing sex. It's like that. A lot of times that's what happens, but people mistake that. But let's say it is testosterone, low testosterone that's causing that in the first place. And you go on TRT. Well, boom, now you're going to feel a hell of a lot better. Let's say you're having a hard time building muscle and strength. And you go in and you've got low testosterone levels, and then you go on TRT, then boom, you're gonna feel a lot better. Same thing with HGH. With HGH, let's say you're having a hard time recovering and repairing your body and sleeping, you're having issues with sleep, and you're having issues with, with appetite, and then you start taking just an HRT amount of HGH, which is low, like one IU or 1.5 IUs, and you're like, boom, now I'm sleeping harder at night, my appetite's strong. I'm able to recover and repair from the gym easier, you see? So it really depends where you're coming from, where you're at. Overall, though, like when it comes to physique-wise, it's going to e be easier to lose body fat and gain lean muscle mass 
when your testosterone levels and your HGH levels are where they need to be overall, physically. It's going to be easier to recover from your workouts physically. It's going to be your sex sex life is going to be better. You know, the the benefits are up and down. Your endurance is going to be better. You're going to be producing more red blood cells. And that's going to help. That's going to help the oxygen carry throughout your body. Uh, your bones will get stronger. That combined with weight training is definitely going to make your bones stronger. Weight trainers, Momster and I have been weight training since we're teenagers. What do you think our bones are like? Our bones are very strong. Yep. Your ligaments and tendons, that HGH is going to help with your ligaments and tendons. So, I mean, the benefits are endless. And a lot of you who may have noticed a big change in the past five years or 10 years, you go get blood work done, see where your human growth hormones are, see where your testosterone levels are. If they're not where they need to be, then TRT, HRT might be something for you to go to. And that will kind of make you feel young again. And that's pretty much what it is. It's more of an anti-aging. If done properly, it's a great way to anti-age when, when you do this property. And, you know, you look, you got you to gotta combine it with good quality diet and good quality lifestyle. Yes. So if you do all of those and that's your motivating factor, getting on this and having to pay for it every month and that, and because HGH isn't cheap. Even if you do it on your own, self H self 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 HRT with H is not cheap. But if that's your motivating factor, like look, I'm spending hundreds of dollars a month on testosterone HGH, and I'm spending money on a gym membership every month, so I don't want to waste it because you know I still got to pay it whether I'm I'm doing you know I'm doing what I got to do or not. So I might as well do it right. So a yes. lot of people, that's a motivating factor for them, and they'll they'll actually be able to change their lifestyle by getting on HRT. So if that's you, then that's that's triple, quadruple the benefits. Yeah, let me jump in here just for a second here, Steve. We've talked about TRT on other podcasts and something which is super important, and I'll, I'll echo what Steve just said. If, for example, guys, you're out of shape, if you're in a stressful relationship or a super stressful job, if you're uh, quality of sleep is awful. These are all kind of things that you can fix. I know it's a big deal, guys, but you can change jobs. We know how super stressful it is, but you can end a, a damaging relationship. And diet is something that is an easy fix. You kind of got no excuse on that particular one. So the obvious thing here, guys, is you will improve your sense of well-being and your naturally reduced testosterone levels in the case of TRT just by fixing shit. As Steve said, you're going to get a double whammy if you genuinely need it. If, for example, you've, uh, I'll put it crudely, you've had damage or some sort of medical condition which has damaged your testicles and your ability to produce testosterone, but everything else is where it's supposed to be, then TRT is absolutely amazing. But it would be even if you need TRT and you get leaner, if you need TRT and you get fitter because you started exercising, because your diet's on point, because you've changed from a stressful job to a less stressful job, it's going to be another step up against it. So 100%, that's the thing. Now, let's, let's talk about proper dosing here, guys. And I'm, and I'm thinking more from the, the uh, self-TRT than I am necessarily from the properly medicated. But Steve and I touched on this before, where we know of some clinics where it's very, very easy to get TRT prescribed. And as often as not, what people think is a proper TRT dose isn't. I think Steve and I talked about this previously. 
and it's typically somewhere we believe stay between 90 and 120 milligrams a week. If you go on the forums, that's almost never the case. So let's talk about proper dosing here, Steve, of both, as you say, uh, testosterone and growth hormone. Yeah, and so what we talked about earlier, you know, if TRT levels usually, you know, 90% of the time, doctors will put their patients on somewhere between 90 and 125 milligrams of testosterone a week. And usually they'll be using sipine or enanthate, a long ester. Now, your side of the pond, mobster, sustenone, amnadron is used more. And that's a blend of four testosterone esters. But at the end of the day, testosterone is testosterone. Doesn't matter. The ester, if, if it matters the ester in terms of how often you're injecting. So at the end of the day, this is the range for a male, 300 to 1,000 nanograms per deciliter, which is what we use in America or 10 to 35 nanomoles per liter. And then for females, it's 15 to seven nanograms per deciliter or 0.5 to 2.4 nano nanomoles per liter. Of course, female dosages are gonna be much lower than males. So, uh, you know, female dosages, I've seen some, I've seen like 10 to 25 milligrams a week with females. So if you are a female, strongly recommend being very, very careful with this and definitely consulting with a doctor and males too. You always want to uh, consult with a doctor. We always uh, tell you at the end of the show, we give you that disclaimer. So um, so it's very important to, at the end of the day, make sure that you're somewhere in that range. If you're, if you're too low, which used to happen back in the day, uh, sometimes doctors back in the day used to prescribe people too low. The way they would do it is they'd give them 125 milligrams every two weeks, and that's just too low. So now your, your testosterone levels, you're replacing your testosterone levels and making them actually lower than they were before because you're shutting your own testosterone levels down and then bringing in testosterone from the outside at a lower level. So that doesn't make any sense. So you want to make sure that you're somewhere where your number comes out to 300 to 1,000 nanograms per deciliter, NG uh, slash DL. And then when it comes to HGH, your growth hormone levels, a lot of times, um, it, you know, once you get older, a lot of people will notice that their growth hormone levels are like almost nothing. And that's that's normal because you got to remember the way we evolved. And we evolved to only live, you know, a short amount of time. Our ancestors did not live very long. You know, there was disease. There wasn't antibiotics back in those days. There were wars or battles or there were famines. There were all kinds of things that would shorten the life. So now we're living obviously longer than we were thanks to you know antibiotics. But for adult males, you're talking 0.4 to 10 nanograms per deciliter or 18 to 44 picomoles per liter. And then for females, 1 to 14 nanograms per milliliter or 44 to 616 um, PMOL-LL-L. Uh, so it really comes down to um, those levels. Children, the levels are a little different as well. Um, it's going to be much higher with children. Children, the ho growth hormones of children is 10 to 50 nanograms per milliliter or 440 to 2200 picomoles. So it really is a much higher in, in children as they're growing. And once you start getting into your 20s, it starts dropping off a cliff in 30s. So it's completely normal for that to happen. That's just the way our bodies are. So some of the best ways you can naturally 
produce HGH would be fasting. And when you fast, your HGH goes up. It's almost an inversion of insulin and HGH. So if your insulin levels crater, your HGH will go up. The more insulin resistance, resistant you are, the harder it's going to be for your body to produce HGH. It doesn't need to produce HGH in that case. So keep that in mind. That's a little tool that you can keep. And if you add it to your HRT, it's going to make your HRT even better because now you're getting that growth hormone that your body's producing plus the growth hormone that you're exogenously producing. So that's the idea behind growth hormone. As you get older, it craters, it drops. Now you're able to replace it. Keep in mind, you know, when it comes to growth hormone, overdosing growth hormone, just like overdosing testosterone, is not the idea here because there are detriments and there are side effects of doing that. Um, some of the more common side effects that you'll notice is the carpal tunnel when it comes to growth hormone. And that's very, very common. So I always tell my clients, if you're getting carpal tunnel, then that means you need to drop your dose. Yeah. I want to touch here, Steve, and something we talked about in the pre-show. And while I'm actually a kind of fan, and I mean you've touched on this before, of self-TRT or self-HRT, purely simply because even as Steve said earlier on, it'll still be expensive, but it typically is a hell of a lot less than going to a clinic. That said, and Steve said this earlier on, I'll echo that again, we highly recommend blood tests. We highly recommend your initial consultation. And even if you do some sort of checkup during the year, go and get it properly done, properly screened, properly checked, uh, and do the right blood tests, et cetera, et cetera. That said, as I say, uh, I'm, I'm a fan simply because you'll save so much money. The difference, I think Steve's touched on this before, a 200 bucks per injection, uh, that's the current cost, versus, and as I said yesterday, Steve, in a different podcast, a vial for 200 bucks, which should last you two and a half months, you're saving money straight away. Here's the issue, and it's not a big issue, guys, because it's a difference between what we call TRT or HRT for health and lifestyle type reasons. And I'm talking about typical Joe, not bodybuilding, not weightlifting, but typical person out there doing whatever the hell they, they need to do to make a living and get through life, versus what we tend to see on the forums, which is more orientated to a combination of that sense of well-being and lifestyle, and of course, the in the gym benefits. And therefore, that's the reason why, and you, when we've had proper conversations on the forums about this, and good friends about this, we point out that 200 milligrams a week, which is probably towards the low end of what most guys at self-TRT do, is actually the high end of what you'll see prescribed in medication. In medication, essentially what they're looking for is a fairly stable health benefit situation versus what we're looking to do, which is add even more lean muscle tissue on top of what the lower dosage would be and more strength and better results. Growth hormone, as Steve said, is a great example. And I've touched on this a bunch of times. You will see recommendations of high, as higher, and that's actually sometimes higher, Steve, four IUs a day. And I have said a, a bunch of times, two to two and a half IUs a day is about the sweet spot. And again, that's more for the in the gym benefits. Steve's already told you that the lower dosages are actually more for health. And, and, and again, if it gets above two and a half IUs a day or the equivalent, so five IUs every other day, you tend to start to see way more incidences of carpal tunnel syndrome. So there's the issues with water retention. You've got guys out there that self-TRT, and we, and we point out that, for example, if you go to a clinic and they've got you taking an anti-estrogen, then that's probably, there's probably other issues at play because if you're on TRT, proper CRT, it should be for life. 
And if it's for life, it should be a dose that doesn't cause those kind of issues. So there's there's arguments there back and forth, guys. I get it. We're on the forums. This has gone on to go on the IO forum. You're looking for additional in the gym benefits. But keep it in mind, you are not 100% asking for the levels that you would normally use that we see on the forums as a health thing and, and the, the normal lifestyle versus someone that trains Someone wants to be in great shape. Someone that wants a six-pack. Someone that wants to be specifically leaner and get a feel-good factor off of that. What about, as I said, doing it yourself, Steve, and I'll let you talk on this as well. Great fan, purely and simply because the cost, whether it's with insurers, whether it's with a good doctor or a respectable clinic, as opposed to ones that we don't like, and doing it yourself is typically, I would say, half. What do you think on the, on the value there on saving the money, Steve? If you look, if you have, you know, good insurance, um, you know, you should be able to get on um, testosterone easily uh, through your uh, through your doctor. Human growth hormone is more of a luxury. So that's something that you're going to have to either get on your own or go to like a, um, a really, really uh, loose doctor that, that deals with <clears throat> deals with a lot of uh, bodybuilders and stuff or he's much more flexible. And he's willing to push you on HGH because it is expensive. Um, anti-aging clinics, I don't trust them. I'm sure there's some good anti-aging clinics out there. And they'll gladly, gladly put you on HGH. Um, and, but again, what is the point? Because it's not going to be covered on your insurance anyway, most likely. So it's almost better to just get it on your own and find a legitimate source for it. So that's the way I would approach it. But again, it's always a good idea to get your own blood work. If you do go the self-HRT route, <clears throat> you should be getting blood work done. And you should be monitoring your side effects and making sure everything's on point. Um, and that's – so basically you're taking on the responsibility of what the doctor is supposed to be doing. So I get blood work you know, every six months and, yeah. and then go from there. Uh, minimum every six months really every four months would be most most ideal so if you go that yes. way but yes. um if you have no experience with this stuff it's going to be hard for you to 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 do it the right way you know so i would um yeah that's the way you want to do it but look at the end of the day i don't know how it is in britain mobster but i'm assuming if you go to your doctor in britain and be like look i need testosterone and i need hgh i'm assuming that they'll be a little more flexible on the testosterone, but you're probably not going to get the HGH, right? A tiny bit, Steve. The idea of us getting uh, testosterone from on the national health uh, from the government uh, because it makes me feel good. Uh, and again, this is down to stress and lifestyle and, and environment and so on and so forth. It's tiny. It really is tiny. We do have private doctors and we can go off and pay for those things. But again, as an example, and I think I've mentioned this in a, a show we did some, some time ago, probably last year, if I go to a private doctor, even here in, in Wales, if I go to one in Cardiff, I'm probably looking at about 200, 250, 260 pounds per visit. And that's just to have a consultation. So it, it, it's, it, it's doable here. There are a couple of uh, sources that I've actually recommended on the forums via uh, a couple of magazines that we have here in the UK, one that's still around. Uh, and, and they're very good on the blood test and they're very good on the prescription. And they were doing tests, for example, at 70 quid, which is about $85, $90. But that was just for the test. In reality, as you say, the States, for example, I think Steve does a recommendation 
on a discounted blood test, telling you which blood test to get, et cetera, et cetera. And actually, the, the estates is better in that particular regards uh, because they're cheaper for the blood test alone. The consultations with the dots are either covered by insurance or not, are slightly cheaper again in that particular way. It is something I think is slight, starting to creep into the British UK consciousness in, in the case of we have the same issues with pollution, we have the same issues with environment, we have the same stresses that you have over there. None of those things are going to be different. And as I said in another show, I said the, the it's ironic uh, in that we are quite comfortable here in the UK, and I think to the same degree in the States, with women being on HRT. My mum's had HRT when she hit a certain age, and the menopause was horrendous for her, especially in the first couple of years. And the idea that women could have HRT prescribed to them because of their menopause was something that we were quite comfortable with. We saw what our mums and our wives and their girlfriends were like. Get them on the hormones. They're going to feel better. Their skin quality goes up. They're just going to be in a better mood and so on and so forth. But we kind of haven't quite got our heads around the idea that men can have some sort of hormone replacement, specifically testosterone and to a lesser degree growth hormone, because why not? And you and I have talked about this in a pre-show as well. The difference, I think it's one of those things that I, I, I'm, and I think this probably applies because I'm British and maybe that's a general consensus as well. That, you know, we shouldn't be too keen on throwing medication at everything if we can fix the issues which we touched upon earlier but at the same time we are living longer and so therefore again because i go to the gym and you go to the gym you and i said in, in previous shows we are comfortable with the idea at some point as and when we actually require it which may be another few years down the road of us needing trc and i use an example of using a show that we recently recorded which i got at least two buddies both in their late 70s that still hit the gym. And I know for a fact, because I've actually given one an injection at his request, I know for a fact that two of these fellas are on TRT. They take 200 milligrams of testicipionate per week, I think three weeks on, one week off, just to keep stable levels. And their quality of life, their ability to train, the fact that you would not know that they were 77 or 78 years of age, Steve, and they're, they're out there killing it. They're, they're good to go. They're, they're, they're easy to talk to. The genial kind of guys and how they feel, how they hit in the gym and all that kind of stuff. Just as a quality of life thing. These are not giant muscle men. They're not great big bodybuilders or weightlifters. They're just normal Joes that go to the gym, train with lightweights and feel good. And they're on 200 milligrams of tests a week, paid for out of their own pocket. And they feel great. They look great. They feel great. They look 10 to 15 years younger than that so who can say you and i have even said as i said just now we've looked at it and we said do you know what i can see five ten years down the road that you and i will probably uh, look at trt with a view or hrc for that matter with a view to using it ourselves so guys we might talk about the negatives and we might say about you know over medication etc etc but quality of life the ability for us to still go to the gym is something we're considering we look at it with these kind of points when we we're, we're talking on the forums and we're asking those kind of questions and in the case of genuine, actual, medicated need, the benefits are fantastic. Let me give you a couple of silly little examples, Steve, before I finish off. So, uh, I, again, not over-medication, guys, and I've heard of crazy stories about salesmen and politicians and people that need to be out in front of the public, leaders of industry and so on and so forth. And there's an argument to be made. Some of them have used opiates to gain this confidence when they're doing speeches and so on and so forth and that's a slippery slope right there guys but if you if you tend to be a captain of industry or a politician 
you tend to be to you, you tend rarely to be younger. You tend to be 30, 40, 50 years of age. And these guys have found every single time that their ability to lead, their ability to motivate, their as politicians, their ability to be a politician, a leader of the country, a leader of their community, or whatever else, sales reps, and all this kind of stuff, they've gone up another level. They respect for whatever reason they get off their customers, the ones of the of, of the of the agents, if they're a, a sales rep leader, all these kind of things. Every single one has said that when they've taken low sensible doses of CRT, HRT, their quality of life in and of themselves is great, their sense of well-being is great, and their ability to, put it, put it crudely, Steve, kick ass and take names is enormous. They just feel great. So the, the idea of, you know, for want of a better phrase, Steve, being more manly and feeling like you've got something in your balls, it's incredibly attractive. I get it. I, I get it 100%, but especially when you are, genuinely having medical problems whether it's prostate testicular you've had some sort of medication that they've got you on for a serious medical condition and it's affected your ability to produce testosterone from sometimes from birth never mind from um, and older people the sense of well-being the sense of change it's almost cycle it's almost like you know being high it's it's the, the those guys will you know on, on, on a scale of one to ten how did you feel before two three on my best day on a scale of one to ten afterward, how full, seven, eight, nine. It's just that much of a night and day difference. Any final thoughts, Steve, before we finish up? No, I think we covered uh, this episode great, buddy. So there you go, guys. I mean, yeah, there are some fantastic benefits for TRT and, and HRT, especially in genuine need. If you are going to do it yourself, come on the forums. We can give you some advice regards dosing. We can help you with some of your lifestyle changes, especially with the lifestyle changes. And we can talk about the potential for uh, the uh, positives and to, to a lesser degree, the negatives, like as Steve said with a carpal tunnel, for example, people that use HGH get tingling sensation in the end of their fingers and issues with water retention. Tweaking the dosages, help them manage these things and so on and so forth. Please give us your feedback as always. Please note, we are not doctors and these opinions are ours. It's our view and based on our experience and views on the topic and podcasts for informational purposes and entertainment only. The freedom of speech and the First Amendment apply.